You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. <sighs> okay, gang. Hi, gang. Here we are. It's the last one. Hunker down. It's a ride. It well, is it? <laughs> it's a ride. A lot happens. A lot happens. Okay, so you're probably getting right away. We have mixed mixed reviews. Um, I'm here for it. I'm really impressed with this episode and what it achieves and what it does. Um, I am um, super keen to try to try to um, sell Chloe on all the things I so, loved. So, so I didn't. Okay, so I was <laughs> just a little like okay. The last, between Carrie and this episode, the mm-hmm. writing has been really good. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, I'm just like a little bit, it's a little bit flat in mm. comparison to the other two episodes. This not to say I like, I like a lot about this episode. I love where it ends. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I like how the mayoral race ends. Mm-hmm. I like the scene... Between Betty and her dad, mm-hmm. I like. There's a lot I like. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna be a little probably more spoilery than usual because this is a season finale, it sure and is. none of y'all waited for us to get up before clicking to see if Dragon was alive, right? Like, not one of y'all. I would be shocked, complimented, but confused because why would you wait? It had to be known. It had to be known. Um. So. Um, Mm -hmm. two things, Riverdale gang. One, this is the last episode with Dario the cat. Woo! It's very sad. I'm moving. Wish him well. And Arya, of course. And Arya, but... But she's she's newer, so... Yes. Um... Dario's been a frequent guest appearer. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Dario the cat... um, He's staying put. He's fine. He's not going anywhere. I am moving. But I'm likely to get another cat who meows more. Yeah. So we're going to discover who Kitten is sometime this summer, probably. Yes. Well, no, I know who Kitten is. Kitten is ten, and Kitten is oh. loud and yowly. Is it one one of your parents? No, 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 no. Uh, no. Oh, okay. my God, that would be so who's, amazing if I could have those cats. Whose cat's oh. coming to you? Um, My friend Janine and Allison have a cat that Janine has had since college. Oh. And um, Kitty... Uh, uh, so Janine and Allison um, had a baby mm. a year and a half ago, a year ago. That can be tough on kitties. It's tough on kitties, but, like, Janine was already a bit allergic. Mm. And now Allison, who was uh, the mom who was pregnant and had the baby... Right. Um, ...is extra allergic because when you get pregnant, sometimes you develop a cat allergy. Well, what a good life timing for you to be able to take on this spectacular known friend cat. Yes. <coughs> anyway. Ooh, Don't sorry. die in your tea. Cats are exciting, I know. <coughs> is we're making some exciting summer plans yeah we're rebranding mm-hmm. um we're gonna be putting that on our twitter and instagram and facebook today i believe hopefully you'll see it well it depends how itunes how quickly itunes populates the the feeds those are tech words i sort of know what they mean <laughs> so in theory you'll see a nice shiny new um album cover um if not today then for <laughs> our summer season in two weeks if Chloe's still alive, you're good? You, yes. You manage the tea? <laughs> Sorry, Riverdale. It's pretty intense tea. It's really intense. Mint tea with honey. It's hard to, like, hard mm. to put that away. That honey. 
Um, um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be um, revisiting season one, which we're really excited about. And probably making that fun in different ways. Mm-hmm. We're, um, we're not sure uh, exactly all the bells and whistles yet, but uh, our plan right now is to do um, a little bit of uh, more research work, some of the rants and essays that we've spun on the fly um, for around specific subjects that jump out to us as we review the season, um, do a little bit more in-depth investigative work, channel the Betty Cooper inside, <laughs> and um, also uh, for, you know, bring a few guests on. Um, I think we're leaning into a kind of short analysis chat expert interview approach. We're going to give that a try. Um, and bring a few of those in as relevant to the episode. So stay tuned for some, um, not just watch-along commentary, but um, something a little bit more experimental for us, uh, a bit more of an analysis, uh, and some research. Yeah. Um, Amanda pointed this out a few weeks ago, Chloe. We never, like, introduce ourselves anymore. Oh, don't we? Hi, gang. Um, if any of y'all are joining us for the first time, or for the first time for the last couple episodes, or anyone who's missed the boat or the info, hi, I'm Ryan. Um, I'm, I do this, I do theater stuff, I do Japanese dance stuff, um, and I'm here with... <clears throat> Me! Yeah. Um, I'm Chloe. Um, I just went and saw Ryan do some Nihonbuyo at, um, which I definitely just pronounced wrong. A little um, bit. <laughs> um... At the dance center downtown, um, he danced with his sensei and his, uh, some... Two of them. Two of them. Yes. yes. Two of his senseis, one of which was visiting from Japan, so that's really cool. Yeah. And, um, it was to celebrate his sensei's sensei. Yeah, sensei's all the way down. His sensei's all the way down. Anyway, I'm Chloe. I also do theater. I write stuff that isn't just plays. I also write poetry, and I um, also have a corporate job that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> Chloe will be in fringe festivals across the prairies this summer. I will. Oh, we're talking about the summer. Yeah, so I am in the middle of writing a play that will go into production next year. Mm-hmm. About two sisters, one of whom um, is monogamous and has just left her husband and Ooh. her kids, and oh, one, one. Of, yeah, and one of whom is non-monogamous and is about to have her first baby. And um, I'm also writing a podcast, a narrative podcast, mm-hmm. um, about a future set in 2054 um, without police, mm. and what that looks like. That's for Wonder Dog Theater, and I'm also uh, writing. And by writing, I mean performing um, a play that I wrote <laughs> at two French festivals this summer in the prairies, directed by my friend Michael Alleinen and produced by Star Star Theater. And last but not least, I am also directing an audiobook, which is already a book book, which you can buy on Amazon. It is called All This While Bleeping. Um, <laughs> and it, yes, that is, I mean, we've sworn on the podcast, it's called All This While Fucking. And, I mean, when it's descriptive, <clears throat> I think it's an exception, even for the news, right? Yes. It's, it's a by, quote. It's by Kelsey Strait. It is a nonfiction memoir of being addicted to app dating, and it's a lovely mm. read, and we're making an audiobook out of it. Yeah. With a wonderful uh, team of of um, performers. Yes. Many of whom I know. Yes. Of. Sarah Harrison, Kay Pry, and Sasha Smolders. Yeah. And Kelsey's also reading some of her own work, so it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, really, so that's us. Yeah. Um, and some stuff we're doing. And... Um, yeah, what are you doing this summer, Ryan? Oh my god, so many weddings. So many weddings. Oh yeah, um, I only have to go to two weddings. I'm 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 going from my like 
my growing season to my fallow season, and I think I feel like Chloe is in a bit of the inverse in some ways, yes. coming into the the heavy heavy bloom at the moment. Um, I wanted to like take a moment and, and recap that because we talk about ourselves a lot, and I think a lot of um, the podcast winds up being us. Um, and I think that's going to be something we do through the summer as well. Um, you know, we're going to bring in more of our own uh, lives and reference points to talk about Riverdale and, and what it spurs for us. Um, and we're going to talk about this theater project that Chloe's working on. We're going to talk about how the prairies are fringing. Um, <laughs> I think we're probably going to ramble a little bit more over the summer. So if you're hanging around with us, um, get ready. Get ready to know us. <laughs> Or something like that. That didn't. Get ready, mean... no Ryan. I'm a very private person. No, I'm that wasn't intended as a threat. But, um... We're also going to do a lot of fun talking about Riverdale. Don't worry, it's not all going to be yeah. analysis. And like this show only can take so much analysis. Oh boy, Chloe, this show. Yes, let us watch it. Yeah, right. Let us watch this episode. Where I'm never so going to get to work on time. So let's do it. Wait, cool. Uh, do you want to do the the Badoo Honors? Um, uh, no, it, since it's the last time, you get to do it. Okay, I'll take the season. Great. Ready, gang? Three, two, one. Badoom. No, there's the badoom. Badoom. My timing was slightly off. Do you need a cushion so that we can sit forward? Uh, I mean, comfort is always good, right? Okay, so, um, the I didn't recap, watch the recap the first time. It's basically just the season. Like, yeah. at this point, the recap is just the season, right? It is yeah. everything. And importantly, that shooting in the woods. Yep. Michael Mineta. Um, I said it last week, and it was reinforced this week for me. Good job plotting Riverdale. Because I they used everything that I didn't understand why was it why it wasn't focused all the underutilized loose threads i think they brought together i think they did too for a second season this is much tighter plotting than i expect yeah um much tighter storytelling okay here we go they're all at the graveside i kind of wish they'd milked this more really even more than they did what was the next? What was what was the deeper depth? I I kind of want a jughead to like pop up like mid episode. <laughs> it was more. I think it would have been hard to even start telling this story without that, though. I am well, I am not here for fake out deaths in most show, most shows, but Riverdale gets a pass for me because they are so genre. I guess so. I. I also didn't, I also wasn't crazy about this monologue, mm. but I think the only reason I wasn't crazy about it is I wanted some, like, flashbacks. Like, I kind of wanted to be in it, and oh. I wanted to see it. Like, a lot of stuff happened off stage. I give you that, yeah. In this episode. There's a lot of telling instead of showing, especially after the urgency and immediately of, imme- yeah. immediacy of last week. Yeah. Um, I was glad for the tonal break and the pace break. Last I, week, I was glad that it slowed down. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and I want to draw a comparison to um, how Harry Potter handles action, uh-huh. which I think is, um, on the whole, rather badly. Uh, pausing also, to acknowledge Fangs is live. Because Fangs is live. We were upset about this last week, Chloe. I know, but like... It was a fake-out to bait uh... them. Everything was a fake-out. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter. Rowling yeah. doesn't write good action. 
in my mind. I do not think her fight really? scenes are great at all. Um, I have very little sense of pace. But I also grew up reading, like, Star Wars Rogue Squadron oh. uh, X-Wing <laughs> dogfights, right? An entirely really... different aesthetic of yeah. action and pace. Um, what Harry Potter does, and what in this moment I think we're doing, is a lo- is instead centering and focusing on the emotional aftermath mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, at the expense of the great flashy action scene. That would have been an excellent brawl shot. They could have dropped a hundred grand shooting a single like a drone panorama of a field of two hundred extras doing a gang brawl in the forest. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't even have had to do that much. They could have just had a couple of medium shots of people gasping, you know. True. I am here for the effectiveness of focusing on this pace and this recovery, um, especially because of how tight and complete last week felt to me. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I do have trouble with the fact that no one's like, Jughead, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did a really nice thing for everyone. You, mm-hmm. like, offered yourself up to die so that the war would end. It may and have... instead he's like, Betty, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> just saying. It, it may have been hubris for Jughead to picture himself as the literal Aslan in this scenario. But, yes, yeah, I, I agree. That's true. It, it may have been a stupid boy hubris move, but it was brave as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. They just... They have a like wind. <laughs> oh my gosh, Veronica. Uh... Um, I'm really embracing the fact that this show will knowingly throw away the plot lines it's done with. That's something I got in this episode. Like, how many people stepped down from student council? And I liked that they chose to do that at a point where they really need to show the kids processing the actual stakes of this. Yeah, I guess so. Um, um, but I... Okay, so I... Mm-hmm. Okay, are we just spoiling? I, I feel like at this point... Okay. Um, I really wanted Ethel Muggs to win. Right? You although I do like what they set up. Mm-hmm. In like she'll probably be student council president now. Yes, you know what I mean? yes. Anyway. Given given the occurrence. So here we are. We're dealing with Fred's <laughs> campaign. Sorry, and mm-hmm. they're gonna go off and talk to Betty. Yeah, and the gang's all together. He puts on his hat. I liked this moment. This is the moment where I I was with the episode because they last episode they split the kids up and they gave them an individual gauntlet. This episode. They've come back together and they're they reunified. They have. And I feel like this episode, and this moment in particular, this scene, essentially set us up for a more accurate adaptation of the Riverdale I remember from the comics. Because thinking of where everyone is moving in power and dynamic, I feel like they're all moving into a mid-high school year. They're all moving into the relationships and dynamics that are, I, I suspect next season, at least at the start, will be more um, more in sync. Um, Archie and Hiram Lodge, in the scale and stakes of the world, are as at odds as Andrew Lynch himself could have asked for, our friend. Yeah. Uh, and the Ming, ba- the Ming vases instead are um, <laughs> police corruption yeah. and a town. Um, Sorry about that Ming vase, Mr. Lodge. Um... <laughs> Sorry about that capo I popped. Um, I love that um, uh, Cheryl emancipates herself. Right? And Nana's here for it. What? Nana Rose is here for it. Yeah, I know. I, like... 
I wonder what's going on in Anna Rose's brain. I want her to talk, and I don't think it would help clarify it all, but it'd be creepy and great. Yeah. Every line Anna Rose has had. Um, so I thought this was incredibly foolish and that Cheryl was going to get herself killed. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. but I like this. Okay, so this is the one plot point that t- completely took me by surprise. Yes. This surprised me. Hiram walking mm-hmm. into frame with the blossoms. Yeah, bringing really tying mm-hmm. together last year's season, next year's season, and setting us up for the Evil League of Evil that yeah. is setting us up for season three. Um, also, please don't make the prostitute evil. Yes. Just uniquely yes. evil. Please do something more nuanced with that character. Please give us there a positive... There is no rep- evil prostitute in the world the end. Goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that. I'm disagree- going to disagree with that in that it reads to me that Penelope is trying to move from <laughs> single empowered prostitute from brothel madame. And yeah. when you become a pimp... That's different. And start exploiting other That's sex different. workers. You're right. That's my read of what Penelope is going for. Meanwhile... Okay. I want to meet one of those sex workers, or all of them. Yes. That's my, that's my wish list. Small town like Riverdale. Mm-hmm. A big group of sex workers. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry for using the P word. You shouldn't really use the word prostitute anymore, so I try not to. Sex mm. workers. Very good note. Far more accurate. Um, that may actually, I suspect, be the first time many people are hearing about the word, uh, that word being problematic. Is that something we can unpack a little? To be honest, I don't really know um, that much about the ways in which it's problematic, Mm -hmm. but um, I bounced that word off a friend of mine who's a sex worker, and they said I don't like that word. Mm. Um, That feels mostly sufficient. Yeah. um, um, Similar to the word hooker. Um, I would posit that it it might be part of a more person-centric language in general. Yeah. Uh, much the the same way I I um, say a person with mental illness rather than yeah. a mentally ill person or um, more you know the the much worse you know uh, I, I I can't think of a word that's not a slur for mental illness but um, reducing someone to a noun yeah you know rather, an autistic person rather than a person with autism yeah other way around sorry yeah same and, person and, with autism and, not an autistic um, person. And with the terminology around sex worker, um, a word that excludes their humanity or focuses exclusively on them as an as a job as an object, yes. I can see how that's going yeah. back to Riverdale and the Black Hood. What a um, what a way of identifying. Put a hood on him. Yeah, Betty is like going around apologize to everyone, and here's um, Fred is being a good dad. Fred is being everyone's dad. Um, everyone's everyone's dad he's so great um but what i was gonna say mm-hmm. was i like the movement of archie from like chaotic neutral leaning good to like mm. going back to chaotic good yes, yes and like trying yes. to be lawful good and then he's like oh right i've been chaotic neutral for most of the season crap <laughs> yes oh what a good use of D alignment yes <clears throat> what do we think about this um I think it's nice to see this bisexual character mourning his girlfriend and then kissing this, like, dude he's into. Yep. That's something I appreciate. Like, yep. Like, two things can be true. <laughs> yep. Um, I also love that they kiss in the boys' bathroom and, like, there's crying in the boys' bathroom. Yep. Like, this this kind of shit happens in the girls' bathroom. This didn't happen in the boys' no. bathroom. No. No, I agree. For once, our high school experiences are syncing up in a rare parallel. This never happened in my bathroom. Yeah. But Damn I love it. that it's just, like, they're in this, like, all-male space. <laughs> yep. 
And they make out. And it's like, so good. And they're not glancing around. They're not feeling unsafe. They're yeah. not, they're, their body language is open and present. So is that real, though? Is that is that like oh my a... God, no. Exactly. So that's <laughs> my only problem with that scene is they're like, look, everything's fine for gay people. That's what I want to see. No, that's that's honestly what I want to see. Really? Show okay. me a happier world. Okay, great. Show me Show me these kids being who are safe and happy and in yeah. love. The cruising episode earlier this season? Ethel. Ugh. Ethel. The cruising episode was spectacular because it brought some new territory that's under-discussed. Now show me some happy queer kids is my request. And oh. some happy Ethel. Ethel. Let's see happy Ethel. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Ethel will do with this high school while Archie is, um, busy. <laughs> yes. Um, Sweet Pea is growing on me. I want to put it out there. Is he? He is. I, he's underwritten. Oh, he's yes. He's just like, I'm here and I'm mad. Rawr. He, he's whoever the writers need him to be, but I like, I like him as like a follower character who is slowly evolving his own personality almost, mm-hmm. almost by just default. I said, okay. You're strapping conquistador father. Oh, Cheryl, you are so almost not okay. Also, she says mummy the way Canadians do. Mmm. And I think that that's to make her sound English and so to make her sound more aristocratic, probably. Yeah, that was my read as well. Waspiness. I know, but wasps on the East Coast don't say Mm. mummy. Yeah, oh. Trust me. (laughs) Um... Let's celebrate the emancipation of Hermione that is slowly happening here. I hoped it. <gasps> Hermione and Fred? No, 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 no. I just realized Hermione's going to become the mayor of Riverdale, and then she's going to try and protect it from Hiram. Yes! And they're going to be pitted against each other, and it's just going to be the divorce of the century, and I'm going to be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm here for next season. Hear us, Riverdale writers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, re- what works with me right now is reducing it to Sweet Pea and Tony and Jug. I actually mm-hmm. like this trio a lot. It's yeah. got a little bit of a Harry, Ron, Hermione thing. Oh, yeah. Going on. Um, except doubly cool. Um, and much less jock bro. Um, and I love that we're finally seeing the Serpent Women. And, of course, in a very, like... Daenerys Targaryen way. It's when they're <laughs> reduced to the people who literally can't leave that we actually see a more uh, diverse gang. Um, and one more tangent. Kudos to Tony for not getting beat up in the woods by ghoulies, apparently. Thank you for letting her be perfect and pristine Riverdale. Yeah. I believe I... she was there, and I believe she won. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel because, like, I don't really feel like seeing like a battered and bruised woman of color. Like no. that, that would I would find that a bit distressing. Agreed, honestly. But I would like to see like the fighting version of Tony. I would like I'm, to, I'm I would like in, to see next to Sweet that. Pea's black eye, Tony's bloody knuckles. Bloody knuckles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although here's oh man, here's FP. FP drinking and losing hope. This isn't really how alcoholism works. I mean, it kind of is, but mm. it seems like he's just sober later in the episode. Like, relapse is usually a bit mm. of a process. Yep. Just saying. I mean, not always. I've, I've never yep. been an addict, so I don't, mm. I really don't know. But this is my experience of um, having addicts in my family. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Um, and I'm glad they're not sitting with that plot. 
because I would agree that it's not one that they've got an, uh, an especially good grasp on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did pretty well in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see what you mean there. Um, is m- I kind of empathize with FP here. I, yeah, this, this I'd all, be like, this, I gotta take my kid and get out of here. This doesn't 100%. actually feel like an addict's relapse to me, so much as a person who is maybe oh. not actually an addict in in that way. Oh, yeah, you know? maybe. Like, yeah, he went to AA in prison, but, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think they're trying to make him look like an addict, the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're coding like that. Yeah. That's true. Um, on, in, in, on the subject of, like, fresh new faces of characters, like, Mayor McCoy, Sierra McCoy, is on fire this episode. She is, but, yeah... I want her to have her own plot. <laughs> no. I agree. But yeah, she's on fire. I agree. She's doing all sorts of, um, her... of cool stuff. So this is another thing. This is the, another Grecian drama moment where everything happens off stage. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. So, like, like I don't trust it unless I see it. Oh, I don't especially, trust Tallboy's dead. Especially this with this show. I believe Tallboy is, is their ace in the hole. I believe yeah. he is out there with a gun doing Lodge's dirty work. But, like, later in the episode, um, Hiram, like, it feels like someone figures out that Tallboy's probably dead because, mm. um, was, like, the loose end that Hiram had to get rid of. Right. So we'll see. I'm I guess we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm still not sold. Um, the sudden reappearance of Polly actually worked better for me in this episode than any other episode. Yeah. Um. Well, it made sense that she'd be there. Actors playing Polly, kudos. Um, this was a strong episode for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was you impressed with your scenes. You some subtle work to do. Yeah. Um, I were helped a little by the soundtrack, but that's how it goes in television. <laughs> yes. I really like this subtle Polly. Um, I loved that there was there was finally something going on behind her eyes in some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. She she finally had a motive. Whereas um, the emoting raw Polly of earlier in the season yeah. had never quite worked for me. Yeah. She's local, that actor. She is, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've... I, I think We've got a bunch of friends think, in common. Yeah, I think we're yeah, only to move from her. Like I've I've done plays with with her. Uh, I believe her boyfriend. Mm, yeah, cool. it's yeah. a small Vancouver. I don't actually know her. That's yeah, neither of us do. <laughs> um, so is Hermione manipulating here, or is Hermione giving her daughter a tip? I believe she's manipulating her daughter into taking a tip. Right, but is she? <laughs> but is Hiram controlling this moment, or is Hermione? I have not believed Hiram is as in control as Hiram thinks, ever since Hermione was boss on that cliffside. Oh, interesting. I do. I believe oh, yeah. that was according to plan. I believe that was n- according to Hermione's plan as well, in, an, in a separate way than it was part of Hiram's plan. Um, I believe it was an intentional move on her part. I'd like it back. So I have a, a question about the way the law works in America. About Can privilege? Can teenage children just do this? Um, I'm pretty sure there's no legal way for a teenage child to blackmail her father into giving back the million dollars of blood money that she's extorted after roofing a, a boy. So I think Mayor McCoy is actually here for the show, not for the law. I think okay. Mayor McCoy just wanted to be in this room to watch this happen. Yeah, and here's Hermione, and who's who's Hermione being, is, what's happening? I I believe Hermione is being convinced by her daughter's actions right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think if Veronica had continued only complaining and had not been motivated to a point of acting against her father, I don't think that would have 
been enough for Hermione. Yeah. But I believe Hermione is a separate agent now. I agree. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I got distracted by the plot. Here's mm-hmm. Jughead like being like, yeah, Tall Boy is probably it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're just going to leave it there or not. Those anyway, cherry cupcakes. Oh. I like that Penelope... I like that this is the thing Penelope gleams on as absurd. Yeah. You, you, you are involved in such plots, and Grandma being a legal guardian is what she can't handle. Um, nice tell, though. Yeah, this is a nice, this is a nice moment where her mom actually shows some, like, minute care for her yeah. for the first time in two seasons. Like, it, it proves and establishes Penelope doesn't want her dead. And that's going to be really important in next season stakes. Yeah. Especially with, like, Cheryl is gathering power. Yeah. Without, what what I love is she's doing it without meaning to. Like, the Cheryl of this season is, I believe, the Cheryl who climbed the ranks and took over the Vixens. Yeah. You know? I also love that she's regaining different types of power and she was so powerless partway through this season. Yeah. Um... And she's also taking care of, like, she's, like, taking care of people the way she was taken care of when she was in crisis. You exactly. Know? It's nice. And, like, in that, she's building a good community for herself. Yeah. I didn't know how I felt about, like, the choir and, like, the mm. sneaking into the privileged part of town. I didn't know how I felt about this. I loved about, I loved this in that seeing Cheryl hide from the cops meant a lot. Oh, I didn't see Cheryl in any of these shots. Oh, I I mean, I was leaning her in the background. Arch, there's Tony. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there's Cheryl. The way they're yeah. skulking around, um, and the, the, the utter reversal of stakes mm-hmm. from the police serpent's dynamic at the beginning of the season, I believe we've come into a very, um, in a very clever way, we've gone on a ride where um, police corruption has now become the status quo in a way that I think is perhaps more reflective of the the gaze of these people on the wrong side of the tracks. I I feel yeah. like we have recentered uh, from a place of empathy with the south side, which is not where we began, and I believe yeah. it's intentional. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a mistake that we have a much more mixed crowd fleeing and hiding from the police. Yeah. Uh, after three or four episodes of establishing our familiar, friendly, trusted sheriff is gone. There is a corrupt outsider in a power position. And again, um, people like Fred show such integrity in their reaction and response. Um, this show in a lot, this episode in actions, in the character's actions in a lot of way, reiterate the, the ethical and moral cores underpinning Riverdale, underpinning this community, underpinning these character dynamics. And I believe this episode um, re-entrenches those in some new patterns, but Again, in that pattern that is closest to what I think the comic book reality translates to. Yeah. That's what I'm thrilled by. Archie and Fred are going back to being good guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And I also... So, okay, this is another moment that I liked. Yeah. But I didn't... There were two things I didn't like about it. One is I wanted, like, more of a conversation. It was, like, a split second of a scene. I wanted more. Agreed. And I didn't really, I want, I didn't want Archie to do this talking. Agreed. He I is the wrong Jughead spokesperson. or Tony. Hell, Cheryl. Cheryl, even. Cheryl. Or, or, or um, Josie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Reggie. Just I completely like, agree. I would 
rather the conversation about diversity happen between the characters of color. <laughs> yep. And the people directly affected. Yeah. As much as Archie is using his privilege for good in this moment in such yeah, an important totally. way. I wonder if this show is meant to be a little bit, for it's like privileged white viewers, I wonder if it's supposed to be a little bit of like, okay, here's how you use your power for goods, kids. <laughs> um, I'm here for that since we're not going to not have Archie and Cheryl and Betty, right? We're not losing them. Yeah. Um, again, the cruising episode. Oh, Tony and Cheryl. I know, but I want, so them, cute. To, like, I want them to make the hell out in that hallway. I want, I want more makeouts, please. Yep. Um, this is This is another thing. Remember ages ago when I brought up the Glee research, mm -hmm. like lesbians get the worst, the worst bit of all, and I know you know that. But the empirical numbers support also that gay um, men get to kiss even more than than the women uh, with women. That sort of and surprises me, actually. Like mm, non-binary and other uh, the reason, other gender identity people. The reason that people. sort of surprises me um, is that like. Two women kissing is safe for the male gaze, and yep. two men kissing isn't safe for the male gaze. There's oh, so many yeah. problematic things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just I'm, I'm, speak I'm definitely speaking about ro explicit romantic plots rather than explicit fan service one-offs. I'm oh, talking about okay. I'm talking about relationships where the characters are fully realized two characters, and not one oh. character and their their queer fan service hookup, which is a device yeah. that I see a lot of on the. Various TV shows that I usually watch when I'm home at my dad's place, and there's mm -hmm. nothing on TV. Um, so here, Ooh, buying Veronica pops is buying pops. I love it. I love it. I do and I don't. I kind of grew a lot of affection for the white worm. It's sort of too bad, but I also mm -hmm. like like the evil lair that it's going to turn into. Yeah, um, white worm's still here. This is a really cool moment that's coming up where. Mm. Hiram is like, you don't get to have any of money, any of the money, any of the inheritance, any of the legacy, any of this stuff. All, all the privilege and power I've yeah. gathered for you. I was really impressed that sh this character said no. I mean, it doesn't hurt that she's probably still got 900 grand in the bank. <laughs> yeah. But, agreed. That's still, that's still such a step down for Veronica. Um, I... I'm so excited next season to see how Hermione deals with this. Yeah. Hermione is not making the choice to cut off her daughter. I yeah. believe that is one more big wedge in the Lodge fight that is going to be big next season. Yeah. Um, I am not here. I am... I, I want to put this out now. I am not here for a uh, Fred, Hiram, Hermione uh, triangle. And that power oh, dynamics. Yeah. Uh, Hermione better be a full and complete player in that Riverdale gang. I'm asking yeah. now. Now, meanwhile, oh, Cole Sprouse babies. in that shirt. Those make his arms look so nice. Oh, I was busy looking at the baby. <laughs> I had to do the bug head for you because there were babies on screen. There were. Yeah, his arms look, do look good in that shirt. Cole, you are a troll, but you have nice arms. Yeah, he is kind of a troll. I like him, but he's a bit of a troll. Um, so... That baby's uh, not evil. I kind of that, love that line. A difficult line to deliver with a straight face, I expect. <laughs> uh, it is very sweet, this stuff that Betty is, like, grappling with, I have to say. Like, this is very, like... Mm -hmm. 
I feel insane. And she gets this whole episode to just feel. You know? Yeah, her plot this episode is processing her emotions. I love Ew. that. Because she, she's feelings. had 21 episodes of some feelings. Um, I think that is its own brave, strong move for Betty as a character in giving her that space. Um, I'm glad for it. Mm-hmm. And I really like what she does with it. As an actor, as a performer, as a as a character. Yeah. She grows and she she's happier. Okay, so I don't know how it works in the States, but mm-hmm. in Canada, like, the candidates aren't allowed to yeah. just, like, be there with their, like, campaign colors showing yep. at the voting booth. <laughs> yeah. Like, super illegal. Keep distance. Maybe, maybe it's different in the States. I don't know. I don't think so, I though. don't think so. I don't think so. <sighs> I like the cute parallel that the high school action is is happening, though, alongside. Yeah. I do think that's pretty cute. It is cute. In expression. I have to say, this actor, Alan, he's finally giving me something to do. He's really kind of unnerving. <laughs> yeah, like, Hal Cooper's actor, you got my respect, man. Yeah. You made me loathe your character. Uh yeah, and nice work. and then you delivered. Yeah. You are this is terrorist Hal Cooper. Yeah. And this like, is like also manipulative like I so the thing, I don't know how I feel about Simon's mm. diagnosis of terrorists because mm. like Well, actually I would like to ask him more about it is what I should say. Is because mm-hmm. like I terrorists are rational people who do things for reasons that they believe are right yeah you know what i mean and he like this dude's just off his rocker mm. maybe it's both maybe terrorists or everything <laughs> i don't yeah. know i think maybe they're just people Ruh-roh. i think it's yeah it's a complicated thing because this man is not being rational and is not well but at the same time he is making conscious cold calculating choices and carefully planning there is a cold blood rationality here and um it he acted with intention to cause actual political shift and ideological change in a community yeah i guess so um yeah i feel like he is i love that his voice gets dim also what is this like maximum security right? cell in a jail in riverdale this hannibal lecter shot is yeah. great um betty's face beautiful work lily yeah. reinhardt um lovely nuance processing that that walk Really lovely. Um, there's, there's no Ethel in this shot. I guess I couldn't book her. <sighs> okay, so Riverdale. More Ethel next year. Yeah. Especially Ooh, um, if she's like the vice president de facto who has to run school or something. More Weatherby next year, please. I want yeah. more of the dynamic between Weatherby and these kids when they're not on the risk of expulsion. Yeah. I want to see actual teacher Weatherby. Like, yay Weatherby with the bat last episode. Now, please show me classroom Weatherby. Please show me, like, Weatherby as a person a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm here for Riverdale Highs as a more robust setting. Yeah. I also... Um, okay, now we're on to the cookouts. Yeah, now we're on to the cookout. By the way, this is what all cookouts in Vancouver look like. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, grim with jackets by yep. a river because it's always raining. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I'm a little disappointed that they didn't include a little bit more of a nod to the um, indigenous history that they've established. Yeah, here. I wanted to see. I mean, it's probably because that actor's expensive to have on the show for five minutes. Yeah, he's very well established, but. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He uh, he's not in that scene with the white worm when he's not like mm. leaving Tony's grandpa. There's no reference to what happens to his trailer at Sunnyside Trailer Park. Exactly. Now with Tony as a regular next season, I'm hoping that they flesh out her supporting cast, her history, her her place yeah. a little bit more. Um, that said, uh, our lovely Josie is a, is a is a recurring rateful character this season, and mm-hmm. we haven't got much at all from her. Um, Let's put a teenager in charge of this gang. I guess that happens in gangs IRL. Yep. I also yep. love that. Fangs. <laughs> he smacks. So fangs. cute. Recovering from his See, mood. Like, like, the supporting gang members, Sweet Pea and Fangs, are really growing on me. Yeah. Because they're 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 Tony's people now. They're Tony's and Jughead's people in a fresh new way. Yeah. Jughead. This whole season's Jughead's Little Lion King quest. Right? I guess that's true. And now, I, now, I, now I want, he has a posse. I want yeah, he does. I want Cheryl to have. I don't want her to be treated special. I don't. I mean, I love that pink jacket, but I kind of want her to like to match. To match. I. I guess it's better if she doesn't. So like. I, I don't think Cheryl Blossom could match if she tried. Yeah, actually, that's good. <laughs> um, and I fully believe she brought them this jacket and said, "You're putting my patch on this." Yeah. <laughs> Because that is a fine leather jacket. Yeah. But look how happy she is. She is. She's being accepted for herself, for no stakes, for for nothing is being asked of her. Yeah. Like... And they also, like, they also clearly like Cheryl. Right? They had all sorts of problems with Betty, but, like... Yeah. I mean, I like to think that Tony used her, like, political power as, like, the daughter of the founding oh. member, or mm-hmm. granddaughter of the founding member to be like, my girlfriend's in, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was no dance, there was no test, there was no beating. She walked in and she was in. Yeah. Um, it probably helped that she literally fled the cops from the, with them several times over, right? Yeah, and, like, saved Tony, and, yeah. like... Yeah, like, she held she held a, an arrow to the face of their lead enemy. yeah. She's she's made her bones. Yeah. <laughs> but Cheryl has an unconditional loving family now. Yeah. And it's amazing. I also love Veronica's outfit in the scene. She looks like... Yeah. She's like very 50s. Yeah. I don't know, like very like, she... we're waiting for the election results with our pearls on. <laughs> <laughs> she's dressed to fit in the and- Andrews household. Um, Mr. Molly Ringwald a little bit in this scene. But again, yeah. she's expensive. Um, poor Fred. But I also like that he deals with this gracefully. Yes. The straight white middle aged dude flops and accepts it so gracefully. Yes. Um, and class move Hermione. Also, powerful move Hermione. Make your friends, make your peace, because you're going to need them when you go to war with your husband. Yes. Quite. Yep. And, and it's like Sierra she knows. Like, kind of knows. She's like, oh, okay, this is good. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah. here for more of Sierra and Tom becoming fully fleshed out humans, especially if Tom Keller takes down the corrupt police next yeah. season. I also love that Hiram has no one to come home to. Yeah. Which is exactly what he deserves. Mm hmm. That's what he's built. That's what he built last episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that his response is through the door. It's so <laughs> yep. And so smugly. Yeah. Through that door that I used to sneak in to sleep with your daughter. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is like, I actually really like KJ Appa's work in this scene. He's smug in a way that's not punchable. He's like, yeah, he's doing it for the right reasons and it shows in this performance. I thought it was a gun and that it was a knife. Same. Um, which I'm also taking as a lovely cue of de-escalation in some ways. Yes. Like what this episode achieved that I am so amazed with is it recreated a status quo. Yeah. It gathered that's true. all the chaos that's of last true. season. Of the season, actually, which blew up yesterday, mm-hmm. which blew up last episode. And it put it back to a place where we believe we understand who these characters are in time for them to go on a new journey next year. Yeah. That's something that I think many shows don't do well or don't remember to do. Again, I want to draw the Glee parallel. There was never a status quo at the end of the season. There was always chaos. And so in the beginning of every season, they burnt an episode. Hmm. Uh, two, three, four. Every single one opened on un- unsteady ground. And it was two or three episodes before I knew, okay, that's the show I'm watching now. I believe I'm going to end on Riverdale with a, with a feeling, the same feeling, the same note, the same tone. I will pick it up on 3.1. And that is based on their successful work transitioning from... 113 to 2.1. Their season transfer last time kept momentum, kept flow, jumped straight into the plot, and I believe the rem- the writers and the cast all remembered who they were. Yeah, stab the, stab the desk, Archie. Why don't you just stab him now and cover up the murder? Because then he'll go down for it. Well... I mean, to be fair, a lot of people haven't gone down for other murders. Um, I also believe Veronica probably still wouldn't be cool with Archie stabbing her dad in the neck. No, fair, but, like, he did just threaten to kill Hiram. True. And he didn't tell Veronica, like, there's all sorts of problems. Yep, there are many. Um, I love that Veronica is now opening a bar. Yes. She is 17. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If that. And she's gonna open a bar, why not? Sierra will get the licenses. Yeah. (laughs) Man, what is going through Sierra's brain right now? I don't know. I don't know. She won. She lost that game so hard and then got such a good round two. I love, (sighs) I I mean, you could argue that she, like, her daughter was all like, mom, you're being awful. And now Mm. her mom's like, I'm going to support all your friends. I love it. Yes. Actually. Actually. Focus on your music and I'm going to emancipate Cheryl. (laughs) Let Veronica open a bar. Support Fred Andrews. Okay, the Evil League of Evil. This is spectacular. Yeah, so the Evil League of Evil, I was surprised by the Blossom members of the Evil League of Evil. I was surprised how well it worked. I love it. It's so cheesy and it's so ridiculous and over the top, and it worked. So I wonder if they're going to reveal in what ways, if any, um, Mm. Penelope Blossom was privy to the Black Hood's Mm -hmm. murder stuff because she was dating him. Dating is a very loose term for what they were doing. Yep. Um, Agreed. She was, what's his name? The Black Hood was a client mm-hmm. of hers. Yep. Hal. Uh, I also, I'm I'm here for Penelope knowing everything. I'm also here for that little quirk of a smile when we had that, that shot, that first shot that held on Penelope. She had a little unsure expression, just like she second-guessed the attack on the White Worm that saved Cheryl, that saved the kids. Mm. I believe we're still going to live in... I believe Penelope is coming out as an interestingly morally ambiguous character. Yes. 
I believe there's more territory there. I think she's a villain, but she's a villain who's going to do some good. Yeah. Also, here comes... Yeah. Cult Polly. The new plot for Alice. And oh my gosh, is this not interesting? Healed me. Oh, that language Polly's using. I think I know someone who can help you. Yeah, let me just introduce you. To the cult leader. To the cult. Remember when we were like, Polly's in a cult and we're dropping that plot? And they brought no, it back. We were Look waiting for that like plot to mature. And her smile. I know. Polly actor. Kudos. Yeah. Beautiful scene. Beautiful What's her name? scene. I'm gonna look her up. Yeah, that's good. The five seasons, lol. Yep. Yep. They're very cute and very in love here. And very cute. This is so sweet. Also, does he ask her to marry him? Like, it read to me as like the promise ring version. That's kind of what he's asking, right? He's like, like, are he... you asking me to join the serpents? And he says, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm hmm. I think I think this is this is a baby marriage proposal. This is like Mhm. This is so much better than Bella and Edward by the way. Like if we're going to do adolescent <laughs> semi-engagements, thank you for not pulling a Twilight. Yep. Um thank you for not making it obnoxiously explicit and like having a ring ready. Like kid, this would soon be overshadowed by the next day's cataclysmic events. We are leaning back into the language of the Halloween episode. Tira Scovby. Scovby? Tira Scovby. Okay. Uh, awesome. So, Great work, Tira. Okay, so, I, one of the things I love about the show is, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the musical irony. Yeah. This is, like, prime musical irony this moment. Right? The national anthem. Mm-hmm. Corrupt cops come in and mm-hmm. arrest a white boy. A young black <laughs> artist and woman, mm-hmm. like... Is at the center and focusing, and the our powerless icon boy is now uh, touchable by our corrupt institution. <sighs> yeah. Do not like Cheryl Sturt in this scene, but everyone else is very well dressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's due for one failure in two seasons. Yeah. I can I can and forget that. Hiram. So well done! Oh my gosh, this scene is beautiful. <laughs> I only know one of my national anthems well. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's a unity of the whole school being like, what is happening? Even the teachers. There's background teachers who are being humans and de-escalating again. Now, this is where showing your hand to Hiram was maybe a mistake, Archie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and do remain silent. Do get a lawyer. Yep, Sierra's not far. She's waiting to help you. She will help you. Cheryl's, what? What? Archie's being arrested for murder? Yeah, everyone's like, uh... Someone's being arrested for all the murder that's happening in this town? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been two arrests. They arrested the Black Hood, kind of. Point. But there's, like, a lot of dead bodies Ooh. from that riot implied. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hiram was able to hide two bodies in the riot with no questions asked. That yeah, that's not that's like true. a no of fatalities. In fact, this would probably be like national news level that kind of riot. Yeah. With that with multiple fatalities. But whatever. We're in a whole brave new Riverdale gang. The stakes are different, the power is different. 
the mayor's gone. The sheriff's evil now. Um, Hiram is our supervillain supreme that he's been becoming all season. All the power players are shifting and changing, and yeah. somehow we have a new real status quo. That's why I love this episode, Chloe. Okay, so the things that I, that we have to look forward to, Cult Ooh. Polly, uh-huh. um, Hermione, Hiram, what, 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 what? Yep, that um, war with Fred and- with side order Fred Andrews as Hermione's love interest. Yeah, I, t- I, I kind of hope that doesn't happen. I, I bet it is. I know. Um, I'm here for <laughs> Cheryl the Serpent. I'm here for yes. Cheryl the Emancipated from her mom Serpent. Right. I'm here for um, Tony becoming a season regular. Mm-hmm. Also Reggie, incidentally. I'm here for... Uh, and Reggie. Yeah. Um, I'm here for... I'm... I, I don't... So I'm... Hard team mm-hmm. bughead, but I'm not crazy about this promissory proposal situation. I believe it's the beginning of the end. Only for I narrative, like, for narrative balance end. and irony, yeah. right? I believe they're ending happy right, right now, because we're getting ready for tomorrow's fall apart. Yeah. The last third of their junior year, I guess. Yeah. Because we played, the first third was a murder mystery, the second third was a gang war, mm-hmm. the, the third... And final act of this year? Who knows? Um, yeah. Possibly a superhero fight at this point. Uh, Archie, there's an, there's a beautiful, hilarious, ridiculous multi-part series in which they all become superheroes. They all oh. have a superhero alter <laughs> ego cool. in the comics. Um, I don't think that's where we're going. No, but I don't the, the Evil League of Evil but has ominous. I'm here for that movie. If you want to do a spin-off <laughs> movie, Riverdale... I am here for that cult classic. I'm not. I'm not actually sure you are. Um, no, I his, am. <laughs> okay, but but his character name is like Pure Heart the Powerful or something. We may work. <laughs> um, I'm here for oh. Archie's like court case. Yeah, I'm here for Archie being in juvie. I'm here for the procedural drama. I can roll yeah, that. Yeah, I'm here for the procedural drama. I'm always here for procedural dramas. <laughs> There's never a time where I'm not here for procedural dramas. I'm here for Tallboy not actually being dead. Who knows what genre? Like, it's going to be next season. Yeah, Who even there, knows at this been, point? There's been genre shift. Like, right? like, the first season was like... And then... Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This is... Okay, so this is the reason I like this show. A lot goes on on this show. Yeah. I actually don't know if I have much to say about that episode other than I'm excited for next season. Thank you, Riverdale team, for giving me a cliffhanger that makes my heart sore and yeah. makes me dream about what stories are coming. Too many shows give me a cliffhanger that is emotional manipulation. Riverdale, actually twice, because even yeah. last season, yeah. they shot Fred. I care about Fred. Yeah. I mean, because Luke Perry's a great dad. But I care about Fred because I care how Archie's going to feel, how Betty's going to feel, how everyone's going to react. Um, a cliffhanger that I can build an excitement about, and not just a cliffhanger of fear. Um, thank you. Like, well done. Yes. Um, I, um, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, Facebook supplied me with a memory a few days ago, which was Mm. us, yeah, a quote of us (laughs) communicating over Messenger, watching the final episode of Riverdale together. Let's do a dramatic reading of this, Chloe. I'm going to pull it up now. Do you have it? I mean, it's on Facebook. It's on my Facebook. I guess Because you tagged me. Well, I know, but it's from last year. Yeah. And like, a few days ago last year. Like, it's gonna... Okay, well, you do your best work finding it. Well, you shared uh, it, right? I did... No. Did I? No, I commented on it. 
Yeah, that, that'll no, do. No, no, I commented on the original post, so it's not going to be in my feed. Oh. Anyway, basically what happened was Ryan and I shouted a lot in all caps, being like, what, 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 And then um, Ryan <laughs> finishes with being like, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what he just said. I'm also here for this. I'm, I wasn't crazy about that episode the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happens off stage. Yep. But I'm cool with it. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm here for Team Choney. Let's go. Yes. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah. So, this summer, we're going to be redoing season one. We're going to have guests. We're going to have fun. We're, we're going to be... We're Actually, we're not guesting. We're just going to give our yeah, opinion we're, a lot. We're, and interviewing, perhaps. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, I don't think we're going to have as many watch-along guests as we have this season, um, just because of uh, recording logistics. Yeah. But we're planning uh, to take two weeks off, because I'm in Calgary in day after tomorrow. No, I'm in Calgary tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. And I'm writing yeah. two plays. So doing we're, everything. <laughs> we're taking two weeks and breathing. But um, we're going to be back in the first week of June. And our plan is to come at you every week, uh, June, July, and August. There's 13 Thursdays and 13 episodes of season one. Um, and then September, well, we will figure out that once we know when the premiere for season three is. Yeah. So we're going to be with you for a lovely hot summer. Maybe one day we'll go record on the beach or something and, <laughs> and brag. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a thing. We're going to be here. We hope you'll be here with us. Um, Please come back. Thank you for hanging out with us all yeah. season, gang. It's been a ride. And to our fan, Dylan, who sent us an email that says, don't read this <laughs> until uh, you've watched the season finale, we now have, and we will read it. Yeah. I have a like, work day to put in, and Ryan has a nap he needs to take, but after that... On lunch break. Thanks thanks for being a keener. And, yeah, and anyone who is um, interacting with us on Facebook, who's liking, who's commenting, uh, there's a couple of y'all kicking around, um, as well as Dylan. Um, anyone who is commenting or liking us on iTunes, thank you so much for your support. Um, we're not really worried about sending this out wider into the world. Um, last episode, there were about a hundred of y'all tuning in. Um, that's amazing. That's a big, big room. And, um, I am so glad to have, uh, y'all gang here with us. Um, we just want to make sure that there is something, uh, when other people stumble upon us that they know what they're getting into. So, um, thank you for all your likes, replies, and comments. Um, please come chat with us more, uh, over the summer. Um, especially because there's no big news spoilers and surprises. Let's all dig in deep. If anyone wants to come poke us and have a question and have a thought on the Facebook page, uh, we're here for it. Yeah. Um, we will, uh, we, we want to meet you and talk to you because we, that's what we do. We talk at you. So if any of y'all want to talk with us. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Have a, I was going to say have a great summer, but we're going to talk to you all summer too. So have a great two weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make and sure your Netflix is up to date so yes, you can join us. Yes. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, in mm-hmm. fact, even mm-hmm. firstly, yes. uh, Riverdale is shot on and um, our podcast is recorded on unceded uh, Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territory, hmm. um, and their traditions continue unbroken despite <laughs> unbroken despite colonialism. Aye. And um, thank you to Michael. Thank you to Thunderquack. Thank you to all our lovely listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's all she wrote. Once again, I've been Ryan Karen this season, and I've been Chloe Packer all season. So who else could we be, right? Well, I mean, 
Anything's possible. <laughs> See you soon, gang. Bye, gang.